0: Good morning, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. And I'm so glad that you are here with me today because I know you're hungry for the things of God. Amen. And I want to share something today that it's actually very simple. But I think because sometimes it's so simple that some people don't understand how effective it is. I want to talk about establishing a point of contact in your life so that you can facilitate the miracle that God wants to do. You can facilitate that into your life. Now, let's begin today in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word today, we pray that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures. We pray that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, the knowledge of his word, and that we would walk in this light and enjoy receiving all that you have planned and have even pre for us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, and we all agree and say, amen. Now, verse 20, many of you are familiar with the story of the woman that had the issue of blood. Let's take a look at a few verses. Verse verse 20, And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment not complicated, although it was quite challenging to do that, but she did it. She said, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. I mean, it all dried up and she's She's good to go back into society. Uh, Woo, what what a miracle. But my friends, she established a place where she could release her faith unto God for what she needed. And that established point was touching his garment. In other words, she said, and she set her own point of contact. She said, when I touch his garment, that's when I'm getting my miracle. Woo, and you know what? You can do the same thing, and it's not hard to do at all. I want to talk about this so that by the time the message is done today, we can help you establish your own point of contact. So if you want to receive what you need from the Lord, and I I know you do, then you have to release your faith through an act of believing. In other words, you hear the report of the Lord how does faith come? it comes by uh, it comes by hearing. So your faith is there and you are believing, but you have to release your faith through some act of believing. And the point of contact provides a way for you to act on your belief. And when you do that, you release your faith to God. That is the moment you release it. Woo, praise God. All of that power, all of that energy. It, it wants out, and this is how you can do it. You do it through a point of contact. A point of contact sets the time and place for your miracle to begin. Oh, it's amazing. I want to say it again. The point of contact sets the time and the place for your miracle to begin. And are you ready for this? Here's your part. You're the one who gets to set it look at the woman again. She said, not not God told her to, no. She said, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. She said it. She determined what was going to be the, the place and the point where she released her faith. It's when she gets to him and touches that garment of his. Now, we know that if we were to dig into this, there is the the, the corners of the garment. We can get into the Hebrew. We can get into the meaning of that. And that's very beautiful in and of itself. And of course, if you're Jewish, you would understand that culture and you would know exactly what she's doing. But the fact of the matter is, is that she still though chose what for her, she could identify with as being a place where she released her faith and you can do the same thing, and it can be based upon your culture. It can be based upon your knowledge of God's Word. It can be based upon how you and God interact. So that's why there's a lot of variables here, but let's talk about a few of these different ways that a point of contact can be established. A point of contact may be many different things. You can choose which action you will use as your point of contact. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 19. Praise the Lord. And keep in mind that a point of contact helps you to receive your miracle. Acts chapter 19, and we're going to drop down to verse 11. It says, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So there are regular type miracles, which are amazing enough just on their own, but there's also unusual or even special miracles that God can do. How was he doing these in this particular case? By the hands of Paul, by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons, what sometimes we call them today. Uh, prayer cloths, where maybe it's a piece of cloth that is cut, you know, like maybe just a 12 by 12. But whatever the case might be, handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. Now, sometimes people say, well, that's just ceremonial. No, absolutely not. There is an impartation of the anointing that is on the man of God that goes into that cloth, the anointing. And that's why the the anointing is a mystery. Uh, It's one of the many, many kingdom mysteries. Uh, There is the anointing of the Spirit of God on Paul as he lays hands on these cloths that he is wearing, that he's putting on himself intentionally so that the cloths can get saturated with the anointing. It says that Uh, they were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Why? The anointing in the prayer cloth drove those diseases out and it drove those evil spirits. They could not stay. Praise the Lord. It's like radiation. It can be very, very dangerous if uh, you're not somehow dressed to handle it. I did hear a story Recently, and this hap- this happened some decades back, and it happened in a developing country, where they had a nuclear generator, and of course, everybody that's working inside has to wear, especially if you're allowed into where the core area is at, you have to wear very special protective clothing, and you know there's protective walls, protective doors, and so it's layered to keep what's on the inside from getting out, but because this was a developing nation and, you know, they're training people. And while the best the best are working there, still some of them didn't quite understand the reality of this power. And one of the men working there had taken his keys into that inner area. He was not supposed to, but he took his keys in there. And later when he was outside and getting ready to leave for work, he, for, he realized I left my keys in there. And he decided to go back in there and just grab the keys real quick. And you know he's got to go through some different doors, but eventually he got it back into the core area and he grabbed those keys real quick and he and he left. You know, kind of started working his way back out through the stages. And by the time he got to the parking lot, he felt a great burning uh, in his uh, shoulder area because he did not put the protective gear on when he went in. And he uh, uh, he looked at his uh, at his arm and. Instantly, all the flesh on his arm just fell off. The only thing left was bone, and other parts were beginning to fall off as well. Why? He was exposed into that inner core area of that radiation only for about uh, seven seconds, but it was enough to do severe, severe damage. But that's what the anointing does to things that are evil, things that are of the devil's kingdom. It can absolutely destroy it and drive it completely away. The spirits left these people that had uh, uh, evil spirits, and the diseases in the people's bodies were just obliterated, dissolved simply through a prayer cloth. Woo! Praise God. Amen. Amen. So think about this just for a moment. Let's say that you were sick and you had something in your body that was not right. Maybe you could even locate it, okay, a lump or something like that. And let's say that uh, it has been told that somebody has been sent from Paul and they're bringing you a prayer cloth. He's prayed over it. He's wore it for three weeks. He's been in prayer and it's coming from him. We're hearing all kinds of miracles about the prayer cloth. God's power is on it. And they bring it to you and they give it to you. What do you do with your point of contact? It's the moment that prayer cloth touches you, you take your healing. Woo, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? In other words, you're not just like, well, okay, here's a cloth the preacher mailed me. Well, let's let's see what happens. I, I don't know if this is going to work or not. No, no, your, your faith is there. You really do believe. Uh, this is not new to you. You know about these types of things, and so You know that the moment you get that prayer cloth and put it on your body, that's the moment you release your faith. In other words, that's the point of contact where you lay it on your head and the depression leaves or the spirits afflicting your mind. They're driven away. Woo, praise God. Or you put it on your foot or whatever it might be. And the next thing you know, oh, hallelujah, you're healed. Praise God. But you release your faith the moment the moment you unpackage that prayer cloth or take it out of the uh the mailer that was mailed to you you take it out and you put it on you Mm-mm. hallelujah glory to god and this still is a very effective means of getting people healed today woo praise the lord glory glory to god it is it is a it is a weapon in a sense against the works of the enemy and it can be appropriated when you receive it, as being a point of contact now for your faith to take a hold of the anointing that has been mysteriously packaged into a cloth. Woo! Can you believe it? Yes, because it's biblical. Amen. Praise God. And again, you don't have to understand it in order for it to work. All you do is just receive what God said, and you will get those wonderful biblical results. Now, let's talk about another way, also very, very effective in receiving from God through a point of contact that God has authorized, and we're going to go to the Gospel of Mark chapter 16, and I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm so glad that you are a student, a continual student of God's Word, and you are consuming the the rich nourishing word of God. Now we're in Mark chapter 16 and verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. So if you are a believer, then these things will be flowing out of your walk with God. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. And my friends, when that happens. Don't be embarrassed to do that. In the sense that, oh, what will people think? No, get that person delivered. Now we don't want to draw attention to something. We're not trying to embarrass somebody, and so we're gonna. We're not gonna try to turn this like into a some kind of like a you know, free for all, not by any means. We want to honor what God is doing. The moving of the Holy Spirit is sacred. But at the same time, if somebody's manifesting and they're wanting to get free, like, please help me. Yes, lay your hands on them in the name of Jesus and command that demon to come out of them. Woo, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, because there's a lot of people today with a lot of demon problems. I'm talking about people in the church where there's demons in their flesh, uh, demons in their soulish area, not in their spirit, their spirit belongs to God, but a lot of believers even have some pretty yucky habits. They they, they they're chained. Hallelujah! And if that anointing is there, release the full fire power and get them free. Praise God! Don't don't come calling for me. I'm not there. You're up. Okay. If you're in that place, it says that these signs will follow those who believe. So just do what believers do and cast the demon out. Praise God. And it says they will speak with new tongues, and we certainly do that. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, uh, anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, here we're looking at the laying on of hands. And in the area of healing, when you use the the laying on of hands is a point of contact. The success in healing miracles goes up many, many times over. And while all believers can lay hands on the sick, there is a biblical ministry for ministers, not all ministers, but some ministers do have a special anointing in this area. It is a ministry of laying on of hands. Now, Jesus appeared to me. It was the year, if I'm correct, it was the year 2002, and he told me that he had given me a ministry of the laying on of hands. That's why when I get email requests, Pastor Stephen, I'm sick. Please pray for me. I'll I'll have that prayer request printed out by my team. I take those prayer requests into my Jesus room, and I pray for everybody that is requesting prayer. Now, let me also say this: I do, however, though have a ministry of laying on of hands, and so if I can get my hands on you, it's not ne- it's not necessary. Okay, God can work through many different formats that He has established in His Word, but if I can get my hands on you, the the results of getting a miracle, they're, they're going to be way, way higher. Why? I have a ministry in this area. It's the same way with the baptism in the Holy spirit. I can lead people over the internet, over television into the baptism in the Holy spirit. But if you get into one of my meetings while I'm ministering, and I also get my hands on you, the success rate is over 90%. Oh, it's, it's probably over 95%. It's like almost every single person consistently gets filled with the Holy Spirit, begins speaking in tongues, begins to get activated in, the, in the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit. It's powerful. Praise God. Amen. So when hands are going to be laid on you, all you have to do is say, the moment that man or woman of God puts their hands on me, that's my point of contact and I'm taking it. Woo. Praise God. That is the moment I take it. So many times when I'm going to pray for somebody, let's say they're sick. I will say, what do you need God to do for you? And uh, they might say, Pastor Stephen, I, I have a, a heart condition. Okay and so uh, get ready to receive, and then I put my hand on them, usually on their shoulder, sometimes on their head, and I lay my hands on them, and the anointing can then go in to them. Is it always necessary to do it that way? No, but it is a very highly effective way. Sometimes there's just just too many people. You cannot take the time to literally put your hands on everybody. Uh Pastor Kelly and I were in a meeting with a certain minister a few weeks back. There were maybe 5,000 people in the meeting and he did take time to lay hands on every single person, which is why the meeting, uh, it was about a seven hour meeting and went to almost two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So, uh, but then again, when the numbers get even larger, eventually you you can't do it that way. So you can stand there and minister by the Holy spirit, but, Again, you do have these other opportunities. Maybe the meeting's smaller. Maybe uh, the minister is going to lay hands on people. Let that be your point of contact, that the moment he puts his hands on you, that's when you're going to take it, praise God. So again, you can establish where, when, how your point of contact is going to be set up. Mm -mm. Oh, it's amazing. Mm -mm. It really is uh, beautiful how God gives us options because maybe maybe you're watching me and your your little boat crashed on a remote island out of the Pacific Ocean. But uh, you have, um, uh, what's it called? Elon Musk, uh, you know, his internet. So you're on his... uh, You're on his internet, so you're watching me on YouTube while you're stranded on a remote island, (laughs) but you still got the Starlink, so you're watching me on the internet. Uh, But you know what? You can watch and receive right there still when you establish your point of contact. Like in other words, when he prays, that's what I'm going to receive or whatever it might be. But that's something that you can set so God can get it through to you anywhere, any place, anytime. He'll work with you. He will work with you in this area, and this is why you can get it. You may be in a country that's communistic, and it's shut down in many ways. The gospel can't be preached publicly. Ministers cannot stand up and say, uh, we're now going to pray for the sick. Maybe all of that is banned, and so it's all underground. God can meet you underground. He can meet you right where you're at just tell him how you want to do it. You set that. The woman that had the issue of blood, she established what her point of contact was going to be, and she got a miracle, okay? So you can do the same thing, and you can get your miracle also. Mm -mm. Praise God. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6, take a look at this. Uh, Verse 1, let me grab a drink of hot tea real quick. We're still plowing through winter, still cold outside. Praise God. Thank God for hot drinks. Now, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands. My friends... One of the church doctrines is the doctrine of laying on of hands. And that can be something where you you see that that's going to be coming. Maybe you're going to be in a meeting. You know that's going to take place. And you greatly need a miracle from God. Okay, you go into that meeting prepared. You go into that meeting having prayed and having built your faith. Maybe throw a little fasting in. Fast for two or three days or something like that. Go into that meeting so that when hands are laid on you, there is a there is a release. That's the moment you release uh, your faith. That's your point of contact. I went to uh, minister one time in a certain state. Uh, the meeting had not even started. I was just going to the hotel to check in, but there was a lady that had heard I was coming. She heard that I had a, a special anointing in the area of backs, whether you've had scoliosis or, or, or or currently have it, or you had a car wreck and your back's all messed up or vertebrae destroyed or deteriorated. She had heard that I have a lot of miracle healings with backs. And that is true. So she didn't even wait for the meeting to start. She was in the lobby waiting for me there at the hotel. And so when Kelly and I walked into the hotel with our luggage, she's standing there and she said, oh, she said, oh, Brother Brooks, she said, pray for me that God will do the miracle in my back. And she reached her hand out. And when I grabbed her hand, fire, electricity shot through my hand, through into her hand and through her body. And she took her miracle. She got it right there before the meeting ever started. She had already got it. Now, somebody said, Pastor Stephen, maybe there was a uh, static electricity. As you and her were walking towards each other there on the carpet. No, there was no carpet. We were walking on granite. (laughs) But I tell you what, the power of God, which in many ways can feel like electricity when it flows, it flew through me like electrical fire and went right into her body, right into her back. And she got her miracle and she testified in the meeting that all of the problems with her back and all the pain in her back were completely gone. Praise God. Praise God. She chose her point of contact. Yes, Pastor Stephen in the meeting. No, no, she chose the hotel, uh, the hotel lobby. She chose the hotel. I didn't choose that. I didn't even know who she was. She chose the hotel lobby, and she got it. She got a miracle. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So there's the doctrine of laying on of hands, and it works really, really well with uh, establishing a point of contact. You know, I was thinking uh, earlier today about a situation that happened to me years back when I was in college. I was, I think, a junior in college, and for whatever reason, I was having a really rough day. And you know, the it was a Christian uh, university, so every day all the students are required to go to chapel. So there's about 4000 people in chapel, you know, sing some songs and uh, somebody gives a nice little talk then it's over and everybody's leaving and I was leaving and I was just having a really bad day and I ran into the the university teacher who taught the taught one of the classes in the, the department of missions and he had been a missionary to Africa and but but remember this is a university that uh, you know, is pretty much a, rep- how can I say it? It's like the headquarters of this denomination. And this is a denomination that does not believe in miracles, does not believe in tongues, does not believe in the laying on of hands, doesn't believe in what we would call the supernatural. Uh, but uh, I had taken some of these mission classes. As a matter of fact, me and another uh, person, we were planning on going to Uh, do ministry in France. And so we were taking mission courses, and we were going to go to France as missionaries for two years as soon as we finished college. But it seemed like God was doing something different, taking us uh, like in a different direction. So I was trying to figure all of that out, plus I was just having a bad day. And I ran into him there uh, as he was standing there. And he said, uh, he said, Stephen, are you doing okay today? And you know, there's students going all directions because, you know, everybody's leaving from the chapel. I said, not really. I said, I'm having a, I'm having a hard day. And uh, he didn't really say anything like, well, but now brother, let me pray for you. No, when somebody's hurting, just go with the flow. And he just, he just put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Stephen right now. And as he was praying. And at that point I forgot everything he was praying. And suddenly all I can notice is that it felt like oil was coming out of his hand, going on my shoulder and going all over me. And I was like, what in the world is this? My friends, that was the first time in my life. Can you believe I didn't know this until I was in my life? early 20s, <laughs> maybe 20 years old. That was the first time in my life I ever experienced God's manifested presence and the presence of God came all over me that oil started flowing all like it was it was the spiritual oil, the oil of the Holy Spirit started going all over me and suddenly I'm not sad anymore, discouraged or depressed anymore. Suddenly I felt like so good. <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. Uh, that was so foreign to me that if a UFO had landed in the middle of the chapel and Martians had gotten out, it would have been just as foreign and off the wall as that this, what was taking place with me that day when he laid hands and prayed on me was God just sneaking this into me. I wasn't even filled with the Holy spirit. I didn't speak in tongues or anything like that. This was like totally like I I, did, I had no biblical grid for it, but I knew it was sacred. I knew it was God, and I could I could feel it. I could feel it going all over me. <laughs> okay, so you know, like uh, college ends, and I end up going a different direction. Uh, you know, some years later, uh, and I moved to a different city that was maybe three hours away. And I by that time I'd gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit. And now I'm in like a charismatic type church. And I start uh, talking to somebody one day and found out that we both, you know, used to live in the same city and found out we both knew that same missionary. And, uh, I said, yeah, he prayed for me one day, and I felt God's power. He goes, oh, yeah, he's a great minister over in Africa, prays for the sick. I said, wait, wait, he prays for the sick? Oh, yeah, he prays for the sick, speaks in tongues, works in miracles? I said, well, I had no idea. He was on staff at the university that doesn't believe in any of that. Praise God, praise God. By the way, what was really kind of interesting and even mysterious about that? is that I had no idea that a lot of the missionary work he did was in Uganda. Guess where the first country that my wife and I, when we went overseas to minister, uh, guess where it was? Uganda. To the same city, the same town, even in Uganda. Mm-mm. You could have a point of contact through laying out of hands. There, there's no telling how much of God's kingdom will be expressed through that. Now, this man is a very old man now. I, uh, he's he's still alive, but he's in the latter days of his life. But my friends, the laying on of hands can always be a phenomenal point where you establish a point of contact for you to receive a miracle from God. And some other times you might even get it, even when you don't even know what it is. <laughs> Praise God. By the way, this thing of... Uh, denominations in America that believe in what theologically would be termed cessationism. That is, they believe that all of the gifts of the spirit, all of the miracles, all of the supernatural stopped when the original 12 apostles died off. And also when Paul died off, they believe that the church is now in a point of that stuff doesn't happen anymore. But If you will look at those denominations, many of them now have what you would call dual theologies. They have an American uh, theology that says tongues is not allowed in our denomination. And if you speak in tongues, you cannot be a Southern Baptist. If you speak in tongues, you cannot be ordained through the Church of Christ or whatever it might be. But guess what? Guess what most of them now have? They don't admit it, but if you read the paperwork, it's there. They have a dual theology that if you are an American missionary, but you minister in Africa, you can speak in tongues and you can still be Southern Baptist. You can still be uh, uh, within our particular denomination. Just don't do it here, but you can do it over there. Why? Because there's no way, there's no way you can go to Africa and see the demonic power that exists and act like that's not real and then and then see the po- raw power of God and uh, act like that's not real no they 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 know in 2010 the southern baptist committee made a executive order that said you can be a southern baptist and be in our organization and speak in tongues if you minister in africa <laughs> but not but not if you minister in america Woo! But here's the thing: you can be Roman Catholic, you can be Southern Baptist, you can be Lutheran, you can be Episcopalian. But if you are walking with God and filled with the Spirit, you can lay your hands on somebody, and that anointing can flow and can get them right where they're at. They won't even know what hit them. I see many of you ministering very wisely, very smartly. You know the underground church in China; they've already got all this figured out. When you when you're being persecuted. And uh, you have to kind of do it in a smooth way. There you go. The Holy Spirit can work. But I tell you, as far as a point of contact, if hands are going to be laid on you, then uh, by the presbytery or the eldership or the leadership, you better get yourself ready to receive. Look, when Paul and Silas were sent out, the other men that were apostles, uh, excuse me, that were prophets and teachers, it says they fasted again and laid hands on them. Woo, praise God. And what happened? Well, there was, whenever there is a laying on of hands by those that are full time in ministry, I'm telling you, gifts can be uh, uh, imparted, uh, anointings can be transferred, it can be uh, uh, healings can be received, breakthroughs in business can take place. Praise God, praise God. Is it the only way? No, there's multiple ways, but God. He'll work with you in this area. Be very, very aware of that when there is the laying on of hands. Praise God. Great place for a point of contact. Mm -mm. Glory. Quickly, Acts chapter 5. Woo! Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 5. We're moving over now to verse 12. It says, and through the hands of the apostles... Many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets, now get ready for this, and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall, might fall on some of them. Woo. This is what you would do. Let's say you're sick and, uh, friends say, Hey, uh, Peter's going to be ministering today over here. Oh, okay. Get me over there and, uh, uh, get me close enough so that when he walks by his shadow, which I believe in many ways was his literal shadow. And also at the same time, if you got within the proximity of the distance of the anointing that was radiating off of him, when the spirit was on him real strong, like we see in times like this, if you just got close enough where you're in that shadow proximity, you're going to get it. You're going to get me. In other words, get me close to him so that the moment I see that shadow, that's my release. I'm getting up off this bed. I'm getting up off this sick bed being healed. Well, brother, you can't walk. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be walking the moment that shadow comes across me because that's the time I'm going to release my faith and I'm getting up and I'm getting out of here. And they got it too, that at least a shadow of Peter passing by might fall on them. Did you ever stop to think that you could use somebody's shadow even as your point of contact to get your miracle? Do you see the latitude that you have here to work with in the area where you can establish your own point of contact? You and the Holy Spirit work on this. Work where your point of contact will be. Praise God. Woo, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You know, I was uh, ministering in Taiwan one time, I've been there multiple times, and once I was ministering in Taiwan, and the anointing just kept getting stronger and stronger in the meeting, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you can do what you want to do now when you minister, and I will back you up. I thought, okay, wow, that's, uh, that's kind of like a blank check. So it actually gave me an area to move in the creative realm. So there were about 400 people there. So I said, "Everybody sit down," and I grabbed a bottle of water—just a you know plain like 16-ounce bottle of water. I said, "Okay, now everybody sit down." So everybody sat down in rows, and maybe you had like 40 in a row, and they were just you know going back, 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 just like that. Everybody's sitting down in the big, like, comfortable room, uh, big open floor. So everybody's sitting down, and I held a bottle of water. And I I said to the ushers, I said, start grabbing me some more bottles of water. And I told all the people, I said, I'm going to walk in front of you as you're sitting down, and I'm going to take this water, and I'm going to throw some of this water onto your face, into your eyes. And I said, the moment the water hits your eyes, you're going to have either a supernatural vision, where you're going to start to see into the glory realm, or you're going to start to smell into the supernatural realm, or God's going to begin to feed you supernaturally. And I said, get ready, get ready. And I t- started taking the bottles of water and not not like, how can I say, um, uh, just a little bit, I was flinging water like you wouldn't believe. Oh, well, Pastor Steven, you probably got people wet. Oh, I got people real wet. <laughs> I was sloshing water all over the place. We went through a hole lot of water. And every time the water would hit the people in their eyes, people would go in the visions. People, the whole place was falling out in the spirit. And the fragrances were moving through the room like you wouldn't believe. It would be like roses. Then it would switch instantly. Everybody now smells vanilla. Then it would switch instantly. And everybody now smells jasmine. And then it would switch instantly. Now everybody is smelling even oriental type spices and flavors in the beautiful spirit realm. And I didn't know this, but they told me later there was a lady in the back, in the very, very back. She was saying, How is he doing this? How is he doing this? She couldn't figure it out. She she was thinking to see like running filters through the air conditioner with different perfumes. Like, how in the world? But it was God doing the whole thing. And then God uh, began to put food in the mouths of the people, and he took them through a three-course meal. He began with egg rolls. He started putting egg rolls into the mouths of peoples. Then they went into like a um. It was like an Asian meatloaf and green beans. Even the green beans were spiced with an Asian flavor. And then we went into the dessert. And then God began shoving chocolate into the mouths of people, and people could taste it, chew it, swallow it, eat it. <laughs> God told me. He said. Uh, he said, "As you say it, it will be." And I began to call it out, and the Holy Spirit began to do it. And what did it do? Okay, this is what it did. Ministers, you have to help the people. Give them a point of contact. I told all of them. When I walk in front of you and throw this water, and it touches your eyes, you will go into the Spirit. Okay, so they're ready. And the moment that water, and I'm flinging that water, the moment—not the bottle, but the water—the moment the water. Are, go into their eyes they just released raw power for faith and they pulled in the miracle that God had for them <laughs> woo praise the lord amen amen so sometimes you establish it for them so that they can they can grab it they can receive better praise the lord Mm-mm. you know um i admit fully that it was Dr. Earl Roberts who coined the term "point of contact." Now, his son Richard Roberts teaches on it really good too. Uh, but I and I teach on it because I, I see that it works. So anything that works, I'm going to I'm going to implement that into my ministry toolkit, and also into my personal uh, toolkit of receiving things that I need in the ministry, even in my own life. But I remember one time, Dr. Roberts, when he began to understand. Uh, how this worked, uh, he would teach it to the people, establish a point of contact, and one day on the radio, as he was teaching over the radio, he said, "Now I want you to gather around the radio. I'm about to pray for the sick." And you know, people would get, uh, you know, they're in their homes listening to him on the radio. that he said, "Now put your hand on the radio, and I'm about to pray." And uh, he said, one woman testified of hearing him give that call, get your hand on the radio. I'm about to pray. The anointing will go from my hand through the radio and will touch you as your hand is on the radio. She she uh, was so sick, she couldn't get to the radio. So she got out of her chair and was so weak, she fell on the floor. And she starts crawling across the floor and she's about, uh, you know, she's Trying to get to the radio and she and he says, Get ready, I'm about to pray. And she realizes she's not going to make it on time. But she was going past the refrigerator. And she said, Oh God, I'm going to put my hand on the refrigerator. And when he prays the prayer of faith, you're going to heal me. This is my point of contact. And he said, now here, here, here it comes. I'm praying now. And he released that a healing anointing, came right through the radio, came through the refrigerator, went into her body and she stood up completely healed. <laughs> okay. So yes, first there has to be an anointing, right? You've got to connect with the word, with the moving of the spirit, with the power of God. And God's God's going to do that, okay? But still, you have to establish a point of contact. So whether whether it's the mantle of Elijah or a mantle or whether it's the rod of Moses or sometimes almost like something you can touch, like a garment that the man or woman of God is wearing. Mm, mm, mm. And sometimes God will tell you that your contact is coming that day. Dr. Bill Winston talked about the time he walked into a McDonald's uh, to get a cheeseburger. And when he walked in, a woman screamed, there you are. I knew you would be here. And she was real loud. Everybody in the busy, busy McDonald's like, what in the world was going on? She said, God told me this morning that you're going to be in the McDonald's and I'm here to get my miracle. She said, the moment you touch me, I'm going to get it. And he touched her. She fell out the McDonald's (laughs) and got up totally healed. Woo. Praise God. So sometimes God can prepare you through the Holy Spirit to get ready to receive your miracle by letting you know the point of contact is going to be where you need it at today. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you've made it this far. I want to show you in my own personal life, something that has been very, very effective for me in establishing a point of contact. Are you ready to see it? I'm going to show it to you. Might surprise you. Before I show it, before I show it, let me again reiterate this. The point of contact is so simple that many people miss it because of its simplicity. They think, oh, I I, I, You know, they're trying to like, uh, I don't know, overcomplicate things. And so when you actually give them real life examples, they, uh, they're like, oh, that, that's too easy. But don't miss it. It is incredibly simple, whether it's a garment or whether it's, uh, you know, a prayer cloth or whether, are you ready? Here's mine. Or whether it's a folder. Okay maybe a little Manila envelope or a folder that you carry around with you and you can put what it is that you're believing God to do into your envelope and you can carry that with you and this now becomes your point of contact maybe you want blue because blue you know represents the sky blue represents the prophetic or maybe maybe you want red. Maybe it's an urgent miracle. Okay. Hey, you look, you can establish a point of contact for $1. (laughs) How how many places can you go where you can get a point of contact for $1, right? Okay. It's my secret, but it works like crazy. Praise the Lord. Maybe you, maybe you want purple because it's a, maybe a gentle miracle. Mm -mm. Maybe you want yellow. I'm in the yellow right now because you want a happy miracle, and it makes you happy. Mm -mm -mm. Find what makes you happy. Maybe you need a healing miracle, and you so get a green folder. Healing is often represented by the color green, and you can write the miracle that you need with your folder, and you can go to work on this. Let me show you how. Woo, praise God. Amen. I have, uh, let, let me show you of the the blessing of a folder as a point of contact to either a bring a miracle into your life, or b you you need a miracle to get something bad out of your life. Now, uh, let's talk about bringing something into your life. You can take your folder. Here's one I've got right now that's actually mine. There's something in here. There's some writing on the front. I'm not going to tell you what that is. That's my little personal secret. But this is something I'm trying to bring into the ministry. And every day I opened it up and there it is. And I can now, because I've got it into something I can touch. Do you see that the woman touched the hem of his garment? My friends, if you can get something that you can touch, you're, you're so close already. Why? That's That's a point of contact. It's something tangible. It's no longer something ethereal. It's no longer something just just that's out there. You can touch it. Okay, so I can open this up and look at it and touch it and pray over it and quote scriptures over it. I can walk around. Uh, over here in the prayer room and just pray for an hour over this. Lift it up to the Lord. Woo! Praise God and go to work on it. Praise God. Mm. And you know what? I actually take it with me everywhere I travel. I've got my briefcase. My briefcase always goes with me. This folder, which is now my hot topic, is always with me everywhere I go. And I am go to work on it anytime, any place, praying over it, praising God for it. But see, the, the, don't you see the value is, is that I can see it, I can touch it, praise God. And I've got it in there all the time. Maybe there's something that you're wanting to bring into your life and you need a miracle. You need God, you need God to do the miracle. Okay, whatever that is, then print it out. And then put it into a folder, label the folder, and then you've got now a point of contact that uh, the moment that you establish your folder and you lay hands on it, you say, now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you the miracle begins Hallelujah. And you just pray over it, praise God for it. You put it on the floor. You can put the folder on the floor and dance around it and say, God, I know you're great. This is so easy for you to do. Oh, but you have now established the point of contact where your miracle begins. Glory to God. Glory to God. By the way, I only carry two folders on me. Don't overload your faith. Don't walk around with 27 folders. It's, it's too much. You, you'll, you'll be spread too thin. You've got to have focus. And that, again, is what a point of contact will do. It will center you from, you know, drifting all over the place. Now, there's other things you can pray for, but you have the big ones, okay? Okay, that's what your folder is for. It centers you on releasing your faith specifically for the miracle that God wants to bring into your life and that you're wanting him to do. Praise God. Now let's give another example. Praise God. Another example. This other folder, I've got one right here. This could be something that maybe that you want completely out of your life. Maybe uh, you're sick and you could then take the doctor report and you could put that into this folder and you can begin to go to work on it. For example, you could take Matthew chapter 17. This one's bulletproof. If you work it, it will produce. Matthew chapter 17. Let me jump over there real quick. And uh, you could put your, like sickness in there, or um, let's say that you had debt. You could put debt demolition. And you could, you could um, get a printout of your credit cards, and you could put them inside of that, close it up, and now you have something to center you or focus you as a point of contact to see those things removed out of your life. Praise God. Mm-mm. Glory to God. The one I have right here, this yellow one, is something I'm focusing on to get the remaining debt on this church property. The one out in North Wilkesboro at the airport is totally paid off, but we still have a little debt here on this one and I'm, I'm hitting it every day. I'm blasting it every day. Praise God to see it. What take it out of my life. And so if you have your folder and you carry it with you, everywhere you go, you can work on it such as working with Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus said to them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, okay, whatever that mountain might be. In context, it is a uh, young epileptic child with a situation, a demon problem that the disciples couldn't get rid of, uh, but it could represent a problem, a trouble, something you want gone out of your life, okay? And so you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So, if you have a good folder, something that you want to bring into your life, that's good. That's your point of contact. If you have a folder and there's something that you want to get out of your life, such such as a debt or a sickness, then you can you can uh, print that out, put that in here. And now, what can you do? Now you can touch it. Now you can see it. Now you can speak over it and say, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. I command this sickness to come out of my body. I speak to this doctor's report that this will be turned for the glory of God. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Or if it's like debt, you can say in the name of Jesus, I command this debt to wither and die. Get out of my life. I command you to move from the position of being the debt to the position of being fully paid off. Now move in the name of Jesus. Woo! So the point of contact centers you. It keeps it before your eyes so that you can receive the miracle that you're believing God to do. Woo, praise the Lord. And you can get a whole stack of these. You you can go to Walmart, Staples, Office Max or whatever. You can get a whole stack of these for what? Five or $7. Pick your favorite color. Again, I'm in the yellow right now. I like the happy colors. (laughs) And then just take them with you take them with you. Praise God. And so if I meet you, and maybe in the the near future, and we say, say, oh, hello, and you say, oh, Pastor Stephen, it's nice to see you, or nice to meet you, uh, show me your folder, and I will lay hands with you and agree with you that the miracle will be done in your life. Again, there's many ways. Maybe the folder's not your thing, but I'll tell you, it's worked like you wouldn't believe. I've had folders before, And it was impossible, but God did it. And after it was done, you don't need that folder anymore. God did the miracle praise God. And so over the years, I've eliminated this or that, or I have received good things. And so uh, it is a very easy point of contact that just works because now you see it. Now you can touch it. Now it's in front of you. It's not something that you can forget, and it helps you to... uh, pray over it, uh, rejoice in the Lord for what he's doing. So just wanted to share that, praise God. But your point of contact, work with the Holy Spirit. Work with the Holy Spirit so that when that anointing comes and you establish that, you're up. And the next thing you'll know, it'll be done. And you'll have a testimony. You'll have a testimony, praise God. These are all aids to productive faith and receiving miracles and ongoing victory in life. Praise the Lord. And if it works once, it'll work over and over and over again. And it certainly does. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching right now, that with the help of your Holy Spirit, and perhaps even some of the suggestions that have been shared today, that they can establish a point of contact for the miracle that they need. I thank you, Father God, that you will do it. You're going to do a miracle. And so, Father, we thank you that whether it's a piece of cloth, maybe a prayer cloth that has been anointed uh, by a godly minister, and maybe they they carry the prayer cloth, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something they can actually carry on them. Or maybe, Father, it's just as simple as a little uh, office folder, but Father, I thank you for helping them to work with where they're at and establishing the point of contact. And I thank you that you're going to you're going to release your power in such a way that it's going to rush into their life and the whole thing is going to be done very, very quickly. Now, Father, we give you all of the praise, all of the praise. Father, I thank you that as they take the time to plan a point of contact. That planning is a reflection of wisdom and that their planning will be seen as having been a very wise move, even a wise spiritual move. Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your anointing working in Jesus' name we pray. And Father, I thank you that for some, you're going to even slip up on them and they're going to get it in a way that was so smooth that they will marvel at uh, the smoothness of the anointing of your spirit. Father, we give you praise. It's so easy, oh God, for you to do miracles. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Bless your people. Thank you for the simplicity of the point of contact. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, God's going to put laughter in your mouth. God's going to put laughter in your mouth. And for many of you, it's already there right now. So just rejoice in the Lord because you will see it happen. Praise God. If you're watching today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today, let it be the day that you make your peace with God, where you get your life right with God. I want to pray for you. You could be in a different category. Also, if you're watching, you may be listening to me. And perhaps you used to serve the Lord and follow after him. But you got distracted, you got off course, and the enemy got you tangled up in some yucky stuff, and you're like, I don't like where my life is at. I want to pray for you also, and that you could rededicate your life to the Lord. So those of you that don't know the Lord, those of you that need to rededicate your life to Christ, let's pray together right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. Please forgive me. Wash me with your precious blood. Jesus, write my name in your book of life. Save me now. Restore me now. Thank you, Jesus. Step into my life today and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. And Jesus, the great King of kings and Lord of lords, heard that prayer. Amen. And you're good to go. So now, just keep on running with Him. Praise God. Let's take Holy Communion together today. You know, the the ways of God, uh, in some ways, they are so simple, aren't they? Praise the Lord. They can be deep and yet simple at the same time. Let's take Communion. I want you to grab some unleavened bread. You know, the reason that the bread is unleavened is because when the children of Israel— participated in the Passover. They had to pull that bread together really quick. And so no leaven. Leaven was a type or a symbol of sin. So because they were leaving Egypt or leaving the sinful world quickly, then the bread couldn't have any leaven. So this is a type of quick deliverance. Your miracle is not in the year 2038. Your miracle is this year. God's going to do miracles for you. This is your now season. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it now. We set it apart as being holy. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. And Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we thank you for quick miracles. That as we establish points of contact, as we release faith and stay on it with a focus, we thank you, Father, that the miracles are, are just rushing in. Rushing in, and we give you all of the praise. We say that this is easy for you to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's body. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for the cleansing blood the cleansing blood. Thank you, Father, for the cleansing blood. Father, I pray the blood of Jesus over your people as we receive it now, as we drink and receive the Lord's blood veiled under the form of grape juice. We thank you, Father God, for miracles. We thank you for the smoothness of the anointing of your spirit. We thank you that everything about you, everything that you do is good and perfect. You're perfect in all of your ways. Father, we say that we not only love you, but we like you. We like everything about you. And Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive together. Woo! Praise God. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Woo! My friends, let me put uh, the giving link up on the screen now. I wanted to invite you to sow into the work of the Lord. There's ways that you can give. You can give online. You can mail your offering in. Praise God. But as God is blessing you, God is bringing increase into your life as you're walking with God. I want to say thank you for your giving, your support. It allows us to preach the gospel. All over the world, we preach out of Bethlehem, Israel, to the nation of Israel three times a week, as well as to a satellite footprint now reaching over three billion people. And that's all because of your gracious giving. And so as these teachings are a blessing to you, and as you're practicing these uh, spiritual truths and spiritual disciplines, I want to just give you opportunity to sow seed at this time. That information is on your screen and as always, I want to say thank you for joining me today. I pray that you have a wonderful rest of your week, and go out now and talk with the Holy Spirit about what can be established as your point of contact, and I'll see you back again real soon. Bye-bye.